Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, January 14th, 2023, and this is day 1760 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you above all others. We glorify you and thank you so very much. Thank you, Lord, for giving us rest and peace and and uh, showing us your mercy and your grace, even, Lord, when I know I don't deserve it. And I thank you so much. I thank you for all the precious people that tune in each and every day to listen to the podcast, to hear your word. I thank you for blessing them abundantly. I ask, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. And I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is recession proof recession proof. And we're going to dive into that in just a moment to kind of describe what that is. Uh, But we're going to be coming out of 2 Kings chapter 5 verses 38 through 44. 2 Kings chapter 5 verses 38 through 44. And it says, Elisha returned to Gilgal and there was a famine in that region. While the company of the prophets was meeting with him. He said to his servant, put on the large pot and cook some stew for these prophets. And so the company of the prophets was more like um, a community of prophets, a school uh, of prophets. uh, And Elisha was the head. And so he was the one that taught them. And then in verse 39, it says, One of them went out into the fields to gather her herbs and found a wild vine and picked as many of its gourds as his garment could hold. When he returned, he cut them into the pot of stew, though no one knew uh, what they were. The stew was poured out for the men, But as they began to eat it, they cried out, Man of God, there is death in the pot. And they could not eat it. Elisha said, Get some flour. He put it into the pot and said, Serve it to the people to eat. And there was nothing harmful in the pot. And then in verse 42, it says, A man came from Baal, uh, Shalisha bringing the man of God 20 loaves of barley bread, baked from the first ripe grain, along with some heads of new grain. Give it to the people to eat, Elisha said. How can I set this before a hundred men? His servant asked. But Elisha answered, Give it to the people to eat. You notice he, he just said that twice. Give it to the people to eat. He did not go into any deep explanation. Here's what he said. 
For this is what the Lord says. They will eat and have some left over. Enough right there. <laughs> yeah, you may be, how am I going to pay my mortgage as I'm going through uh, this time of lack in my life? How? And the, and the Lord may give you a way to do it that's totally unconventional and so totally different. But we must trust God and to do it his way. And this is exactly what Elijah was saying. Uh, he said to his servant, they will eat and have some left over. Then he said it before them and they ate and had some left over <laughs> according to the word of the Lord. That is what it's all about. According to the word of God. As we go through this life's journey, we will experience um, recessions. And it may not be global. It may not even be something that is ever spoken of uh, on the news. But you can tell that there is lack. But God will always provide. So point number one. Recession is a period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activity are reduced, generally identified by a fall in GDP. And GDP means gross or stands for gross domestic product. So it says um, an activity reduced, generally identified by a fall in GDP in two successive quarters. And depressions are often identified as recessions lasting longer than three years or resulting in a drop in annual GDP of at least 10%. When a recession hits a community, city, or country, it seems to happen subtly, like in waves. This is my own perspective. You know, those on the bottom uh, of the economy scale, <clears throat> the poor, feel it first. And they feel it the worst because they're already struggling. And so then this hits and it makes it even harder. And then those in the middle, if there is still a middle anymore, right? And so on. As we can see here, in the first situation, there was a famine. There was lack in the region, but they were still able to eat. They were still conducting business as usual. Isn't that interesting? It doesn't mean that <clears throat> when things happen in our lives, and they will, uh, trials and tribulations and uh, problems, it doesn't mean that everything stops. Uh, our normal um, way of conducting business, uh, we will go on <clears throat> and continue to work and continue to do those things. And it says in God, and so I, God provided for them in the midst of the recession, in the midst of all that lack, God is still providing. Although the attack of death came upon them, they still persevered in faith in God, in obedience to his instructions. So even though we go through trials and tribulations in the midst of a recession, God will provide in his own way. It may not be 
the way that we think. And here he, uh, the man of God said, put some flour in the pot. <laughs> that now, you know, that might be, uh, God may say to you, you may say, well, my job just laid me off. And, uh, you know, and, and my job was very important uh, to, you know, bring in the income for the family. And God may say, uh, go outside and fix your car. You know, it, it may be something totally outside of the norm while you're going through that. And while you're out there fixing your car, <laughs> your neighbor sees you doing it and comes over and says, you know what? I didn't know you knew how to do that, but my car needs this and that too. And the next thing you know, you're fixing your neighbor's car and then someone else sees it. They refer somebody. And the next thing you know, you're bringing in income through car repair work. It just <clears throat> will happen in a way that you would least expect. And it will happen um, in, in times that were so often struggling in certain areas and God is saying trust him we must be willing to do things differently unconventionally according to God's will as we can also see in the second situation although what we see is lack or not enough bread uh, when we do it God's way it will become more than enough he said, there will be leftovers. <laughs> Doesn't this, this is the same scenario in the New Testament, right? With the little boy that, that brought his lunch that was uh, uh, five loaves and two fishes or, or the, the opposite. I get the two confused. <laughs> if it was five loaves or five fish, but whatever it was, it was not enough <laughs> for all of the people that were there to hear Jesus speak. And God tended to their physical need before he began to give them the word of God. And as you can see, God cares about our physical needs. And each of these were physical needs in order for them to continue on spiritually. So point number two, many times throughout our journey, we go through a spiritual recession we're lacking in our relationship with God. Ah, interesting, right? We may not even realize it because it happens so subtly. It can start off with, you know, maybe you were praying every day and uh, something happened and you got busy and distracted and and that became the new norm where you just, well, you know what, instead of me waking up at five to uh, pray, you know what, I, I now need to exercise because, you know, doctor's orders. I need to get myself in shape because, you know, I've got a health risk here. And now I'm not praying like I used to at 5 a.m. And then the, we say, well, I'll do it after I exercise. And then that just never seems to happen. And so now we're, we're getting to our next destination, whether it be at work or whatever. And now we, you know, things rub us the wrong way real easily. You know, it's like you used to have more patience. You used to be more peaceful. You used to have joy unspeakable. Now you're starting to feel down in the dumps and all these things because now it's gone on for a long time. 
and you're like, what is going on? Well, that is a sign of spiritual lack. And God is saying, I want you to have abundance in that area spiritually with him in order for us to thrive physically. Um, You know, we may begin to feel helpless physically because we have a lack spiritually. We should recession-proof our spiritual man through constant, I mean constant communication with God. And that can happen, uh, that happens through studying the word of God, which is our manual for life. You know, it's like um, when I make something, I've got a uh, recipe books and all these different recipes and if <clears throat> and if I it could be a year uh, since I had made one particular item and I may not remember it the the recipe and I always have my trusting uh, cookbook or recipe to go to well the same goes with the word of God you know there are going to be things that happen in our lives that are unexpected things that we don't realize that You know, like, how do I deal with this? How do I handle this? And it's in the word of God. Everything. There's nothing new under the sun. Everything is in this manual. God didn't leave us uh, empty or lacking. He said, this is what you need. Eat this word. It is alive. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It cuts down deep to the marrow of the bone. That's what it says in Hebrew. The word of God is alive and we must study it. We must meditate on it, memorize verses to help us as we're going through. And we need to go to church regularly. It's like a, if, it's like a filling station. You know, you cannot drive your car nonstop without ever having to stop to get gas, you know, in order for it to continue going. Well, the same goes for us. That's why he's got pastors and preachers and evangelists and prophets <clears throat> and and so that we can hear from him uh, on a regular basis and I'm going to tell you something at my church every Sunday when our pastor pastor Cynthia Kivett gets up to speak it is something for each and every person in that room it is something Or it might be directly for you. I know every single time there is something for me in that word that uplifts me and encourages me and lets me know I'm not alone in this. And I can do this as God speaks through her. So understand we need that fellowship too with the, and when I say fellowship, we need, you know, to hang out, right? (laughs) With other believers, you know, because otherwise we feel like we're on an island all by ourselves. And, and it's good to talk to other people that have similar mindsets. At least we all know that we love God, right? And so we're, we need to have that time together and to learn from each other and to encourage and edify one another. You know what? I had a situation uh, yesterday and uh, it wasn't anything negative, but it was something that God said to do. So my husband and I, we have our uh, little uh, nephews that live out of town. It's my husband's nephew, but he's mine too. So <laughs> all of his, his, uh, all of our nephews through marriage, they're my nephews as well. And they're just amazing and nieces too. Well, one in particular, uh, he's like, Hey, 
Unc. He calls my husband Unc, and, and he goes, hey, Auntie, I'm coming to town. He lives in Texas, and they had to come for a funeral. Uh, and he says, hey, I'm coming, and I, I want to see y'all, and, and let's go to breakfast. And we're like, oh, okay, great, great. And while I was in bed the night before, this this was yesterday, when I was in bed Friday night, the Lord put on my heart, he says, cook breakfast. Don't don't go out and first of all, don't don't spend a lot of money <laughs> going out to breakfast. Although, you know, it's nothing wrong with doing that, going out to breakfast. But he said, cook breakfast. You've got everything you need right here in your house. You have so much that you can make. You don't have to even go to the store. And the only thing we needed was more eggs. You know, the, yeah, those eggs are outrageous right now. And uh, so my daughter did that. And and I told my husband, he goes, well, you sure you want to do all that? That's going to be a lot of work on you. And I said, yeah, I'm I'm good with that. And and he helped me. We did it together. And, you know, because we did a big breakfast, you know, fried potatoes and bacon and sausage and pancakes and all that stuff. And uh, and so my nephew was like, sure. And then his uh, his ex-wife, who they're still friends, and they came down together to go to the funeral. And uh, they said, okay, sure. Well, you know, he says, my thing is I just want to hang out. <laughs> I want to just, anytime I come to town, I want to make sure I see y'all. And, and he's just the kindest, nicest young man you could ever meet. And so they came over yesterday and we had breakfast. And I just, you know, we were thinking, okay, we'll eat our breakfast. At least we won't be, you know, um, uh, constrained to uh or, to stay only, you know, an hour or two, like in a restaurant, you can't sit at a table all day. Uh, so it ended up being six hours that we hung out at that, at the dining table, eating, laughing, sharing, pouring out our hearts, uh, healing was taking place, uh, you know, just words of encouragement, uh, things that have maybe happened that hurt and, you know, everyone getting an understanding. It was amazing. God had a plan. It was such a blessing. And in the midst of it all, <laughs> I was still, you know, cleaning up, listening, sitting at the table, getting back up, preparing for a dinner that we were going to to my uh, family's house that evening and making the desserts. It, it Nothing stopped. We didn't miss a beat in the midst of all of that. And it was one of the best times ever to spend. It didn't even seem like six hours. And sitting there and in each other's presence and just enjoying one another. And I'm so grateful uh, that I obeyed God and did it his way. And my husband too, that we did it his way. And he did a great work. What about you? What is it? And it might be something as simple as that. But God had a great plan from that. And, it, and it's going to take uh, some work sometimes, a little extra that we'll have to put into it uh, to make it happen. Trust God and do what he's called you to do, even in the midst of what seems to be a recession or what, what feels like one and what looks like one and what has been stated as one. But knowing that no matter what, God will provide. 
Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B, like boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community teaching our youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation skills, and human and sex trafficking awareness. We thank you so much for your donations. You just don't know how much of a blessing you are to us. And we appreciate you very much. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.